And we're back to Bitch Call Your Sponsor. I'm Sam. Hi, Misty. Hello, Sam. Shall we start with our primary purpose? Yeah. Our primary, Our primary purpose, purpose is for Misty, is for Misty and, Sam and Sam to grow, to their, grow friends their friendship and maybe, and help, maybe others. help others. Just maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so I, I, there's two links that I think we would be useful to include it with this episode. Um, the topic that I... Um, thought of which is something we've spoken about before is emotional sobriety and um this came from um a um a grapevine article that bill w wrote in january of 1958 um where he talks and this is one of the links that you know um we can share with the podcast, but it's basically that it's like, oh yeah, it's an inside job. You know, I could still be childish, emotionally sensitive and grandiose in areas of my life, but it, it truly is an inside job. Um, he goes into this letter and talks about his depression and he almost, you know, lost it, basically died, committed suicide, whatever. Um, the other link to this is, um, you know, so that was 1958 because I was trying to get my timeline straight. Right. And then the other link is um, to this Guardian article around this book that um, was coming out a few years ago um, where it's titled LST could help alcohol. LX, LST could help alcoholics stop drinking. AA founder believed, which is Bill. So he in. um I want to say, hold on, let me just see if I see um, in the 50s before this letter, you know, that he wrote in um, The Grapevine. He started experimenting with physicians, with the medical community um, and started a, a whole other situation, which is not necessarily talked about um, so much Um Yeah, um, where, you know, he worked with the medical community into seeing if it was really for his depression and then also could be useful for alcoholics to have that spiritual experience. Because part of his letter is that some people were still not necessarily connected to a higher power at that point after they'd gone through. Um, so he was, I hear, what I'm hearing from the letter is that he really was trying to help those sick and suffering to um, get better, ultimately. Do you have the letter? The letter, um, yeah, that's the link. Emotional that's sobriety. The, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. we should read it. I mean, I know it? it's kind of long. Let's yeah. see. Just some parts of it, because that thing is... Uh, amazing it's amazing it's two pages i linked it in one of the documents yeah i have that Um, and i'll definitely put it in there i was what i was trying to do and i didn't really um in hindsight i probably should have highlighted 
those three areas, which I uh, got distracted as I was doing it. Um, but do you want to, do you think it'd be useful to just read it? Well, some parts of it, like right here, where it talks about those adolescent urges that so mm. many of us have for top approval, perfect security, and perfect romance. Urges quite appropriate at age 17 prove to be an impossible way of life when we are age 47 or 57. And that to me is like, yeah, ACA. <laughs> yeah, without a, we, without a doubt, without we a doubt. are adult children yep yep and that so many of the people in the rooms that is what they're suffering from is this trauma the stunting from zero to seven that did not allow them to be who they were and so they developed personalities to help them cope through life and then if you're not going to be who you are and you have to have this mask on you have to take a drink or a drug to get through this life mm. oh my god i'm gonna read this paragraph so later down it says i kept asking myself why can't the 12 steps work to release depression by the hour i started at uh i stared at the saint francis prayer it's better to comfort than to be comforted. Here was the formula, all right, but why didn't it work? Mm. Which is like what we've been talking, you know, the within. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because it's better to comfort me than for yeah. me to want to be comforted by others. Right. And so it goes on to say, suddenly I realized what the matter was. My basic flaw had always been dependence absolute almost absolute dependence on people or circumstances to supply me with prestige security and the like failing to get these things according to my perfectionist dreams and specifications i had fought for them and when defeat came so did my depression so it's this outside job still right where it's not finding like you said like we talk about the loving child inside you know well and it's like so much just preach like i just read this and i just think mm. preach son mm. like mm. preach bill because mm. and also he wrote this after he got yes. the medical therapy and it's what changed he was suffering from debilitating depression debilitating yeah and he get like everybody's you know praises this letter and especially when you have long-term sobriety you see it and you go oh my god he sees me hears me understands what i'm still going through and he was advocating like we might need some let's be quick to see where doctors are right and everybody was like oh, shut, shut the fuck up bill <laughs> yeah 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 well that's the thing is the the guardian article which we'll also link to goes into you know how the AAs adamantly were opposed to this type of experimenting with this mind-altering substance, which we've discussed in other episodes. Like, it's non-addictive. It's through the medical community. You know, it's not like dudes trying to, like, um, get high or run away, or he's literally trying to delve deeper in how can these um, therapeutic interventions be useful in creating a whole human where I'm no longer I'm in. I think about Bill and Abby, right? And I think about 
that section in Bill's story where he says his he was inwardly reorganized. His roots grasp new soil is what it says, right? And when I think about emotional sobriety and just the little sniblets that we've read thus far is it's an inside job, right? And like, how does that how does that happen, you know, after being sober a long time, you know, I think it's, I think it's definitely worth um, sharing experience on. Well, I, I like, I love what you just read about, about the reorganization inside. I think about the zero to seven loop, the loop that it's, it's almost like your foundation is built on sand or cement, right? And so like as a child, it gets cemented in and I get on a loop. Not that, you know, my parents are having a hard time and they're arguing, but I'm bad and I need to work harder. And that loop gets in there. So you're, you're enacting it, even if you're sober, which is great. You're not running around drinking and driving. This is amazing. You're, you're getting to help other people, but at the same time, you're still enacting this loop over and over. And that's what it seemed like. He was like, how, how come I'm doing all this? And I'm still having these childish reactions. Yeah. It's, it's ultimately for me, it's that connect. It's, it's what we, you know, it's that connection inside, right? It's like, I'm still, it's what, what you've shared before is like behind the belly button or at my fingertips, you know, and it's still that outward seeking, you know, sex, security, society, which are all our basic instincts, but still doing that as the solution, you know, because for me, there's great feelings behind all of those things, you know. Yeah. Well, and he says right here, for my dependency meant a demand, a demand for the possession and control of the people and the conditions surrounding me. And that's what I talk about even in my first four years of sobriety, where I was expecting that I'm sober now and there's going to be a rose petal path for me to walk down through this life. And that if anyone disrupts it off with their head. And that's what I thought how peace was going to be had in my life moving forward was that everyone would just behave because <laughs> I'm sober now <laughs> and I'm trying to do the right thing and I'm helping others. And how dare you have an issue with me? Like childish, 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 um, yeah, it goes on to say the re the really stabilizing thing for him was having an offering love to that strange drunk on his doorstep. That that was Francis at work, powerful and practical, minus dependency and minus demand. In the first six months of my own sobriety, I worked hard with many alcoholics. Not one responded. Yet this work kept me sober. Sober. It wasn't a question of those alcoholics giving me anything. My stability came out of trying to give, not out of demanding that I receive. God, it's beautiful, this writing, actually. It is. It's so yeah. beautiful. And I love this last paragraph. Of course, I haven't offered you a really new idea, only a gimmick that has started to unhook several of my own hexes at depth. 
Nowadays, my brain no longer races compulsively in either elation, grandiosity, or depression. I have been given a quiet place and bright sunshine. I'm going Ugh. to cry because I, that is just what we were talking about where it's like, I don't need to celebrate the high highs or the low lows. You know, I don't, I don't need to be taken down by the low lows or taken too high by the high highs. Yeah. It's, I've been given a quiet place in bright sunshine. For me, it's like, it's peace of mind, which is what our literature says over and over and over throughout it, you know, is it gives me peace of mind. Um, yeah. So powerful. It, give, it gives me, and I'm going to paraphrase because I'm definitely doing this one as a topic, mm. the plaque on Dr. Bob's desk. Yes. Yes. Humility is a place, again, paraphrasing, that I can go and be at peace within myself with my creator no matter what chaos is going on around me whether i'm to be praised or vexed mm -hmm. that i have a place within me that i can have a still quiet peace and that yes. is freedom it is free that is the freedom that we're all looking for this freedom of like a place within myself that is safety. And that's what I didn't have. And I realized that everything that I'm going through this week has pointed out to me, I'm looking for an anchor within me. I'm looking for safety within me that I'm trying so hard to get outside of me. I want somebody else to tell me there's safety. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through it, but it will never, they don't have it. Hmm. I wish you could see me right now because I'm just like a bobblehead. I'm just like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> like literally bobblehead. And yes, we have to, we can't just talk about Bill. We have to talk about Bob and we should do a whole separate episode on that beautiful thing, which you always bring me back to, um, that plaque on his desk. And it also says, like I remember, it says like where I can shut the door, right? And be at peace. Like I can close everything else out. You know, and it's not dependent awesome. on anything. It's not contingent on oh, someone okay. smiling or liking or whatever those things are, you know, which is so beautiful, you know. It, um, it's beautiful. And the reason I feel like it chokes everyone up is it's a fundamental truth. Mm. I could be anywhere in the world and talk about that and they would be like, wow, she's brilliant because it's just a fundamental truth that somewhere inside of us, we all respond to. We all know that's a truth. We all have this like love inside of us that, you know, alcoholics are trying to get it outside in. Which, yes, right, that instinctual drive and that thing as a child, that's what we do, right? Like our parents, the parents are the higher powers. They provide us, you know, food, shelter and take care of my shit, literally. And, you know, then that continuation of being the adult child doesn't work. You know, looking for mommy or daddy or both in people outside myself you know that's where the whole for me the loving parent comes through um oh so good um yeah i'm just i what i like is how you related it back to 
what you what was going down for you this week you know where it was like all inwardly um rooted um and what i'm coming what's coming up for me right now is that the the shift from inward to outward uh, is you know outwards not looking like i think it should look you know um, oh, on the career front and work front, I'm looking, I think I mentioned this before, I'm looking for a job and it's, it doesn't look like there's anything on the horizon, you know, and, you know, the runway is getting smaller. And so there's a clenching and a tightening and a, oh God, brace for impact, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> and how do I, notice those right and it's like the train i'm not there yet help me replace this thought with something else you know what are the feelings can i you know it's like your pause uh in a, <laughs> another episode we talked about the pause the thank you and the within me you know and honoring what's there um versus like in the past i've just shut it out with action and service you know oh, yeah so for me, it's that subtle balance of like, okay, have a feeling. Yes, these are normal thoughts, you know, like um, they're thoughts that are there and I could feel what's there and I could still unsubscribe from that narrative because it's not 100% true, you know, um, and continue to take the next indicated action, you know, from a loving place, not this cracking the whip like let's fucking go which is where i've been you know like it's a program of action like do it you know like no i'm I'm not like a person from whatever the cheerleading squad with like the head tilt and the pigtails and the like perfect claps you know that like doing the floor routine like that's me you know the 80s aerobics instructor yes stick the landing you know like that type of yeah no (laughs) that is hilarious and i can totally relate because i'm um my back is up against the wall too and you know there's like whatever it is and also this is the first time i'm experiencing like it's okay that you're scared baby girl like this is scary like i would be you know you are having a natural reaction to your environment it is a scary environment and you know is there any action we can do at the moment besides like just comfort ourselves and it's like no there's not you know and not like in a beat yourself up kind of way or run out there but just like is there anything in my immediate future I can do to get peace that's not on the outside world? And if there's not, it's like, okay, well, have some soup. Take a nap. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Send us an email with comments, questions, or concerns. BCY sponsor at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate five stars.